Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hey community, you ever wanted to be on stage at Mobile Tech talking about what you do as a detailer or listening around and hearing about all the different things that others in the industry are doing? We're excited about being back on stage for Mobile Tech 2022 in Orlando doing podcasts. Sheldon, tell us about uh, tell us about what you have that is, is going to be so cool for people with the speaker and the beer, and it's going to be a fun little event. Oh, yeah. So and Pines and Polishing coming back, we'll have a nice big space. Uh, there'll be a stage up there where, of course, they'll be recording different podcast segments and all that. You can get up there yourself as a detailer and kind of just talk about different things that you like at the show or what you've been doing in the industry. And of course, we're going to have free beer there. So gra grab a glass. Um, we're going to be setting up some pub tables, kind of make it a little uh, fun hangout space and you know, just come hang out with your friends and maybe learn a thing or two. We'll have a little speaker so you can kind of hear what the podcast people are talking about. So you never know what tidbits you might pick up if you just come hang out and uh, have a cold one. Hey, here's to cold beer and community, no doubt. Yeah. And then also uh, the first time ever at Mobile Tech Expo, we're doing the Golden Mic Award for uh, podcasts. So as listeners of this podcast or any podcast you like, make sure you go to mobiletechexpo.com highlight over Orlando, and there is a golden mic nomination form. So nominate the podcast that you think is best and make sure you tell us why. We're going to really be paying attention to the why you think they should win, not just how many votes. We want stories of how this podcast changed your business or changed your life. So make sure you fill that out. And we look forward to giving those awards away Friday night. Hey, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Sheldon. Yep. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find Nick and I on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Interact with us there. Interact with others in the community. Or shoot us a text direct, 918-800-1188. Nick, I'm excited for buy and sell. As I crack into my beer, listen, I'm... I don't know. This might not go so politically correct for everybody. We'll see how my sell goes, but I am not excited about what I am selling. I'm actually, I'm actually really pissed off. I'm, I'm to the utmost pissed off. Ever since I was a kid, one of the favorite, my absolute most favorite movies to watch has always been James Bond. Love James Bond series. I love the ones from back in the day where they had these like weird little things they pressed on. I love the ones from the 80s, the 90s. I've always absolutely loved James Bond. I made the mistake, an unfortunate mistake, last night of watching the new one, the new James Bond, uh, Never Die or something, or the, I don't know, some, I don't even remember the name of it, but this latest one. And I don't know if, if anybody of you are James Bond fans and you haven't seen it, please skip forward and go to Nick's part of the buy and sell because I'm selling the bullshit of him getting, I got to say it, man, they killed James Bond. They fucking killed off James Bond. How do you kill off James Bond? He doesn't die. Right? He's never died in 50 fucking years. And suddenly they killed him off and they're replacing him with, I get it. 
There is a very large growing population that enjoys watching female action heroes. I myself do too. I love watching some females and some really nice outfits and boy, they sure look great and they're kicking people's ass and it's a lot of fun. But to have a 007 turn female? Ooh, man, that just, ooh, that, it got me. And I, I thought at the end, even at the end, I was like, oh man, he's going to get out of this. They're going to blow like, no. And they have this moment where he's off in the sun and then bombs just, and he dies. I'm like, there's no way, right? Like he's going to have to have jumped down somewhere. Like they got to bring him back later, but in all reality, I don't think they are. I think James Bond has finally officially died. I'm selling James Bond. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's over. I mean, it's anytime you, I mean, go look at how poorly the female Ghostbusters movie did. It's always funny to me, man. It, it, it's supposedly about making money. The next Bond series is not going to make money. They never do. You, you play this all, I'm going to take this, this male part away and I'm going to do this. I'm going to replace it with a female. There's never in history of movies has it ever worked. So, I mean, just make up a new one. But Bond is over. Uh, that's been the word for a while as they were going to go in this new direction. And here you are. I mean, last one I really even liked anyway with Daniel Craig was the one where he played poker. That was quite some time ago. But they've been pretty corny for a while. Um, so, yeah, it's not going to be the same. Good, you know, it's like good for them. They just killed They just killed off a whole movie series. And, you know, evidently they got enough money. Marty, that's my line to everybody. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of people that act like they got enough. So. Looks like the Bond series, they got enough money. They, they want to screw it up. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man, what about you? You buying or sell? Uh, I'm actually going to sell today, and I'm going to sell the person that uses windshield wiper fluid on the freeway as everyone's going 60 miles an hour. This morning, I'm driving, and this woman is going berserk with the windshield wiper fluid, like to the point where it's not only hitting me, the car behind, but I can see that it's hitting the cars in the other lanes. And, and, you know, everybody's like, it's like, ma'am, you're in traffic. Like this is, it's, it's, you're at a point in, in time where you're not on a back road by yourself, but how many times have you actually seen where it's just like, what is spraying on my windshield? Oh, this jerk in front of me is spraying windshield wiper fluid at 70 miles an hour. And again, we're not in heavy snow. You can see behind me. We got sunshine. I don't know what the hell she was doing. We weren't even going into direct sunlight where it's like, okay, maybe she just didn't realize how dirty or I, I have no idea. And I'm just going to sell the human beings on the road that just don't understand what's happening. And, you know, think about this. You got your car freshly detailed and someone does that. It's like, that's a road rage incident at that point. If you spend a lot of time detailing your car and somebody sprays windshield wiper fluid on the, on the freeway, like a jackass, I mean, you're coming unglued. Luckily I was in my work truck. I'm just like, I just started laughing. I'm like, what the hell is this woman? I mean, and it was going everywhere. You could just see it flying in every direction. I was like, geez, you want to talk about clueless boy. Oh boy. So I'm selling those people. <laughs> Might as well. Might yeah. as well. I, I, it is funny though. Like you said, like, because if you were in this big snowstorm or rain or like, there's all this bad weather. Like I get it. But yeah. You know. Now everyone's just trying to survive, right? Like mm -hmm. everybody, you, you don't want to wreck your car hundred percent, but on a sunny day going 70, 
in the middle of traffic, you're just spraying water and you just think, do you really believe, and I believe this, this is what they think, that this stays on your windshield. They're not thinking about that stuff. They just think this stuff is designed to spray on my windshield. It's not getting anywhere else. And I bet if you asked her, that's exactly what she'd say. Well, I didn't know it got all over the place. It's like, well, you didn't, you failed physics class. I mean, it's, this is bizarre. And I just, the guy next to me was cracking me up because he like swerved and he was like trying, but she just kept pushing the button. Just fly. I'm like, come on, man. You got to get a clue. You got to get a clue. And I ended up passing her because I was getting off on the exit and she's just straight ahead, smiling. It's like, boy, oh boy, you want to talk about clueless. So I have been that lady, right? Uh, when I've had bugs and a bunch of stuff there, you know, as I'm sometimes when I'm going home, if I hit that sun the right way, going on the highway is so difficult for me to see out. And you're right. I should have been that great detail and cleaned everything off before I got in. Absolutely right. But I remember this is what made me laugh at when you talked about that dude that was next to you. I've been her because I know that, for instance, one time I was trying to get some stuff off my windshield and it wouldn't come off and I just kept on spraying it. <laughs> and then finally, this guy behind me flies up, gets right in front of me, slows down and starts spraying his windshield. <laughs> you know, here's what's funny. I have in my truck now, because I have windshield protection film and I have for a lot of years, I can't even tell you the last time I've even used windshield wiper fluid. I, I want to say I'm like more than five years since I've used windshield wiper fluid on my own windshield. Now, you know, as those of you that listen to the Friday episodes now, we have this thing on the Friday episodes we call class of ownership. You know, you shouldn't have your windshield in such a position that you have to spray it with windshield wiper fluid like Marty because he doesn't, for the Friday crowd, doesn't have class of ownership on his car. So, but yeah, she was cracking me up, dude. Just kept hitting that button. Just, you know, flinging the shit every, I mean, I was, to be honest with you, it was the highlight of my morning uh, because, I mean, people were swerving. There's all kinds of traffic. It's like 8.30. I was like, man, oh man, what a fiasco. Uh, all right. So busy week for us, big week uh, as a company, as many people will begin to see how we have grown into the most modernized well, company, I think, in car care that's manufacturing products, right? Of course, there's some distribution houses that are kicking ass, but distributing is different than manufacturing and putting out your own brand. And, and as I've grown into a brand, uh, into having a product, well, it started years and years and years and years ago. The development, well, was super fun and... It was a big, massive challenge. 2016, when we started to begin to grow into a national movement, 2017, 18, as the industry began to take hold of what we were doing, our time at Mobile Tech, well, I granted, I get it. I might be a little bit romantic over Mobile Tech because it's where a big part of my launch began. As I sold things in front of other larger brands, and we began to have traction and they began to not like us, well, it actually became what I call blood in the water, right? What's known about sharks is a little blood in the water. They can smell it for what, miles or whatever. I don't know the actual quote, but they can sense it. They knew that there's a reason that they should go after that hunt, right? Same for me. 
as I began to sense that blood in the water, well, I knew there was an opportunity. I knew there was a chance. I knew that if we could take a shot, we could grow. As we began to put out episodes and having you come on last year and over the past two years, really diving into what we're doing and moving forward as a community, is it coming to the stage now at Mobile Tech 2022, I'm mostly excited, I think, about a couple of things. Not only is it the conversations, especially after last year's debacle, who didn't want to talk and then who wanted to talk behind their backs. Well, coming to the table and having conversations is going to be very, very key. Getting to talk to people again, openly, face-to-face, diving through, well, what really is a one-step correction? How can it be achieved? Is it very viable for today's market? What's a full correction like? Why don't you need to do marketing if you're going to build a company? What is entrepreneurship? I mean, we've got topics that are, listen, having Mike Phillips on to talk about the future of detailing is going to be a super exciting one that I know I am looking forward to. The big thing though, Nick, what you and I have talked about is how people's eyes are going to open to what we have been doing over the past two years together and what the community has devolved into and what modernizing a brand really looks like. So what are your thoughts on, on as we've talked, as you and I have said, you know, to, to, to be there, to, to have our brand there, to have our company and to show everybody how modern, what we look like as a brand, we've slimlined it. Everything looks so much cleaner. We're very proud of it. What are your thoughts, man? Uh, you know, first of all, it's a time for detailers to actually get together for the first time in two years. I mean, I know there were some other shows and people point to SEMA and a show that happened last summer. And, but we know those were not well attended. Those were not high profile events like they usually are, even though SEMA, you know, again, a, attracts a billion people. It just didn't. Uh, I think this is going to be a well attended event and people are going to be able to run into our brand in person and just see the difference. The labels are different. Uh, the streamlined way we're doing things. I think people are going to be shocked by the booth uh, around the stage. You know, we're going to have some different things. You know, we want to keep our booth simple, clean. Uh, and I think that is basically what identifies hyperclean now. I mean, we're doing things in a much more, like you said, use the word modern. I would just say clean. You know, the booth is going to be clean. We're not going to have all this stuff. It's interesting to see how many people are stealing from you uh, in particular by podcasting at their booth, uh, you know, good for them. But I, I think what people need to realize is I, I think HyperClean is now a leader uh, in a lot of different aspects. And you're going to see that from the brand at the show, which is, you know, we got great detailers to support our brand coming. We got all you guys out there that are listening, you know, asking, Hey, can I come hang out this and that? And, and you know what? I think the, 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 our area is going to be more about gathering, talking to one another, hanging out, listening to the people on stage, uh, and enjoying the show. And, and you get as much out of a show as you put into it. If you're thoughtful about a show, you're going to enjoy what we're doing. If you're just there to party and have a good time, you're probably going to miss some of the, the good stuff. So I'm just excited about our brand being in front of people for the first time in two years, because I, like I said, we just, we just haven't had this opportunity with Corona. Yeah. And the, the eye-opening aspect is going to be cool, right? And when people walk by and see them go, oh, damn. Like, that's going to be good. It, for me, too, education, having education day. And 
in the past, I've done, you know, sometimes three different uh, education sessions. Uh, this year, we're doing one. And we're going very targeted into what we feel is the really where the direction that we're going to influence the industry. As we've seen the way distribution has been done, we have the new model, right? We have the model that best uh, gives everyone an opportunity for growth allows detailers such as you and I who decide to get into products it allows them the opportunity to do it also and so we're going to talk through with everybody how they can grow a million dollar distribution company it's far beyond the hundred thousand fifty thousand the two hundred thousand that somebody might do um, on one leg of their business and that's an incredible leg it's, it's great that they could do that to start a whole new business model sharing the same ideas that you've been doing over here but being able to now sell products using your expertise that you've been doing and now using that to be grow into the professional in your area for car care overall, that is what will help people get to that million dollar distribution business. It, that's going to be a big, big uh, turnout. I think there's already yeah. a lot of people that have already said they're excited to come here and it's going to be a big opportunity for guys that quite frankly, nobody else is giving them. We're, we're yeah. the only one that's giving they, them this chance. Yeah, people people that are in our circle and already becoming distributors have heard me say this, and I'll say this more publicly. If I knew what I know now, 10 years, 12 years ago when I started my company, I would have started my chemical distribution company right alongside my detailing company. If I knew then what I know now. It's the world what people aren't seeing is, is that the world has changed. It's not because of coronavirus. Coronavirus just sped some things up. But, you know, product distribution for guys out there that struggle to hire, your detailing business is only going to get to a certain level. You're, you know, you're a lot like a single attorney. You know, and detailers don't really understand what it's like with an attorney. You've paid an attorney. We've paid an attorney. Uh, if you're in business long enough, you end up with an attorney. Attorneys can only make as many hours as they can bill. So if they only work eight hours a day, they can only make eight hours worth of money. When you're a detailer and you're a single detailer, you can only make money as much as work as you can put out. But when it comes to chemicals, if somebody over there that you sell chemicals to is working while you aren't, they got to come back and they got to buy chemicals. And that's the part of the business I missed out on for the last 12 years. And I missed out on it because I didn't really analyze what was going on. I didn't analyze that the most people selling chemicals in your area aren't educated. They don't know anything about detailing a car. We talk to them every day, folks. I mean, we have people that tell us they didn't understand ceramic coating. They've been distributing product for 25 years. Does that help you? Yeah, it's a big opportunity. But when you're talked to by other chemical companies who didn't see the big picture, that's the difference. That's the hyper clean difference right there is that we're actually seeing the market and we're actually putting you in a position to say, hey, man, take advantage of all your knowledge. Because a lot of you guys listening to this know a hell of a lot more about chemicals than the guys selling it in your area. That includes other people that are distributing other detailing companies' chemicals. They're clueless. They don't even know what they're selling. We talk to them every day. And so when you go to, to, to mobile tech, mobile tech has a leg up on SEMA for detailers because of the education day. But you can get as much or as little out of that as you really think through it. Uh, if you're a young guy out there, don't just go chase a big name, chase things that are ideas. 
uh, that can lead you to make more money and you'll, you'll choose your education day a little more wisely. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the episodes, right. We'll, we'll continue to put out who's coming on. One of the episodes that you and I are definitely looking forward to. And specifically when we talk with, <laughs> I, I think it's because we both have a lot of massive respect for Ian. Um, the guy that was willing to come on and have a conversation, a lot of respect for the dude. And so he's going to be at the very first episode. And one of the topics that we're going to talk about in his Mythbuster episode is the myth that you have to do everything one way. And I'm specifically enjoying that theory because it's been a lot of the way we've grown as a company. We've seen the market in a different way than a lot of other people. So in 2016, when we began to put out ceramic coatings, we saw the market's volume. We saw where our customers, installers, could have the greatest success in, and that was in the one, two, and three-year market for the highest volume of people on the road of what they would be looking for. And so, quote-unquote, for all the people that say they want to scale their business, that's where we saw that the greatest opportunity for them to scale. So, you know, volume of not only customers on the road, needing one, two, and three year, and then the scalability of hiring people to do the work. So how did we get there? Why did, you know, how did we know that? Nick, as you began to do episodes and, and you jumped on, some of the first things that you and I early talked in was where the market was overall, where we saw it, and then where we wanted to go. And so the future of coatings, the future of where coatings go is, is another interesting question as we look at it. And so those are two big things that we're going to come out of mobile tech with is we get to, we get to say, Hey, listen, we, we see the market as all kinds of opportunity, but the massive greatest volume and the, the scalability part for you is going to be that one, two and three year mark. And since we've been talking about that since 2016, the cool part then is getting to see that evolution and growth. And now being there with the booth, with the podcast up on stage, more and more people will begin to realize, hey, one, two, and three years with HyperClean, what they're doing, wow, there's a lot of people making money with them, and there's a lot of people beginning to grow, which is why the brand HyperClean is continuing to influence the industry. You've seen, as more and more people reach out to you, Nick, their volume, right? Their finances increase. It's a cool feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, that's, that's one of the things that people, um, I didn't see coming, but, you know, when we're able to help people and move people to a certain place, uh, you know, what we realize is we really speak from a very customer-centric type of business model. It isn't about Nick and Marty's opinion as much as it is, okay, talk to your customer and do what's right for them, right? Uh, you know, I put on a lot of five-year coatings. I'll be very clear about that. And when I started to analyze the five-year coating and the way that my customer had to deal with certain things, water spotting or the coating needed to, to, to be decontaminated all the time and whatever, I started to say to myself, this isn't the kind of customer experience that I believe in. Doesn't mean right and wrong. It means ask yourself, is that a great customer experience? And I think as we have 
evolved here in the last year, one of the things we need to be more clear about is, are you really asking yourself what the customer's experience is? Or are you trying to fit the customer into what you believe? You can't do both long-term. You got to serve your customer's needs as best you can every single day, or you're just going to have people you fight, you don't sell as much, you argue with your customers constantly. We see this on forums. We see this on other platforms where, hey, I got this customer and they just won't listen. Hey, man, you've said that a lot. So if what you're selling isn't being listened to, are you selling the right thing? You know, we have a bunch of people that have, have, have started their career in that five to seven year market where, where, where there is certainly customers to be had, but they find that that's really difficult to hire someone or get massive volume with that product. So we start to talk about Uno, Dose and Trey and the HyperClean line, how you can scale that, how you can talk to more customers, how it fits more customers. And then all of a sudden they come back and time after time they go, wow, it's a great customer experience. And all of a sudden their mind flips and it goes from ego to customer experience. And when you go to customer experience, man, there's a lot of money. And I think that's what we've seen our growth in is, Hey man, there's a lot of coatings to put on. There's a lot of different ones that work but are they the best thing for your customer? And when you come at it from that angle, I think people would get a lot different answer than what's going on. So let's break that down a little bit. You know, customer experience. Let's define what it means for a customer to experience a coating because, hey, I mean, if I'm going to give them a, a lifetime coating, they get to experience it for a lifetime. That seems to be what the best solution then, right? Like, why not just give them something that lasts a lifetime, right? Yeah. Well, I'll ask you this question. How many people do you think qualify for a lifetime coding? Museums? Car museums? I mean, I, I can think of a few that might. But if you just walk it back and say, my customer normally doesn't keep his car for a lifetime. They trade it in. Let's say that number has fluctuated in my lifetime. Cars are kept somewhere between 48 and 60 months. And it always fluctuates you know, sometimes in, in periods it's, it's high, sometimes it's lower. Sometimes people trade in more one year than the other, whatever. Okay. But my client doesn't keep it a lifetime. Let's say my client does two-year leases. Do I, should I put a five-year coding on their car? Is that doing them justice? Is that doing the next buyer justice? If you walk it down the line and say, now this customer is going to inherit a coding maybe they don't believe in. Now they got to pay somebody to have the coding removed. And it could be a huge removal process on a five to seven year coding. Hey, but what about if it's on the Carfax and it, you know, it, it's there for them <laughs> to know. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's a big deal that it's on the Carfax. Uh, well, I've bought a lot of cars and I still continue to buy a lot of cars and I'm very, very involved in the buying process. And that doesn't matter at all. Uh, again, I wish it did because it'd be a boom for our industry, right? If we, if we had something tangible that I knew I could add $10,000 to the to the trade in value of a car. Great. But actually the way most people look at it is now I got to deal with this thing that I didn't put on the car. Okay. They don't understand it because they weren't sold that product. This is the thing that happens with paint protection foam. A lot of times is that some dealers get a trade in and they hate seeing that there's paint protection foam on a car because some dealers just have the policy. We rip it off because we're not going to deal with it. So again, it's not about all the time looking at it and saying, I believe in this. It's also saying, I need to do what's best for this client sitting in front of me. And I'll enlighten people about an S63 AMG Benz that we were going to have in the shop this week. 
that co that car only exists in my customer's hands because AMG and Mercedes aren't bringing any into the States this year. She would have not needed a polish on this car and she would have not needed a coating applied except for she's keeping this car a year longer or more than she thought. So we were going to polish it, get it into the shape. She likes a car. She loves a new car. This car would have been traded if not for something outside of her control. So it's the right thing for me to do to go and two-step and put a seven-year coating on the car because she can afford it. She wouldn't question me. But is that the customer experience she should have to pay for if the car is going to leave her hands in the next 12 to 18 months and would have left her hands already if not for the pandemic? So that's what we talk about when we talk about customer experience. Just because she can afford something, am I doing right by this 10 plus year, 12 year client of mine? Because again, money's not an object to her. But should I bring it in here and mow down the paint, get it perfect? Or hey, just make this car better. I want to have a nice year with the car. I want to get rid of this freaking thing, but I can't. Nick, make my life better. Make me really love this car again. Can I do that without having to do dramatic things? The answer is yes. She's got all the money in the world though. And I'm going to go customer experience over getting every penny out of somebody. And that's how you keep a customer for 12 years. And it, an interesting episode that I'd be curious where it evolves and where it, it ends up is, is a discussion with the, uh, a lady named Megan, who is from, or Megan, I think is the way she goes, from AutoGeek. And she posted a, um, a quote the other day, and it was from Zig Ziglar. For those of you that have listened, know that I am a big Ziglar, Ziglar fan. As I began trying to learn sales, I would pop in CDs of Zig Ziglar. And instead of driving around listening to music, I would drive around listening and trying to educate myself. So you got a quote that... Uh, it said, if you help enough people get everything they want out of life, you'll get everything you want out of life. And I'm excited to talk about that in, in that episode, but it translates over to what you were just saying, right? If we can help, and in theory, that's a lot of way the coding for, for us has, has gone. If we can help enough people grow their business in the, the most, I guess we would say, not only customer experience for their customers, but the best customer experience for our installers. Because you're right. What's the best customer experience for the day, the driver? And then the customer experience for the installer. There's, there's no doubt that we have made an incredible user-friendly experience in our coatings. And it's translating very rapidly into helping people grow and get what they want out of their business. So it's an exciting time for us. There's no doubt. And as, as we see, uh, I, I, and this is a curious part too, right? Nick is as many people say, you know, they want that next big thing. That's going to, you know, be the thing for their business. Do we think this is going to be the next big thing that's going to explode? No, we're, we're already exploding. We're already having incredible results. We're just excited about being there again, uh, talking with everybody, being up on stage, having discussions and, and showing everybody where HyperClean is going in the future. Yeah. And, and look, we were the ones last year who, who basically said, Hey, you're going to be postponing everything for the entire year if we don't go to mobile tech 2021. So that's what happened. Everything basically got pushed back a year. We lost a year uh, of getting together and, and having these conversations. So we'll make up for it this year. 
And, uh, you know, again, it, I, I think for us, it's, it's a, it's a fun time. It's not like it's some big, important, you know, all knowing thing or whatever. It's just going to be nice to get together and have some, some interaction and, and hopefully have some kind of normalcy back to, uh, everyone's life. So I think that's kind of what it signifies to me. All right. So I think the, the community is always curious about what's going on with Nick, of course, as many people have begun to ask about Nick and Nick and Nick and Nick. So we want to know what's Nick going to be up to this week. I guess you, you don't have the AMG coming in. So, you know, yeah, we had, we had to report it. Uh, so we're going to fit in some cars that, uh, that we quite frankly, weren't going to have time to fit in. So we had to juggle the schedule, get some cars in, but you know, for me this week, the, the most important thing was, and again, this is, I get a lot of young detailers that reach out and I also get a lot of older detailers that reach out. Sometimes you got to make a call for your business. Uh, mobile tech is represented by pints and polishing and you and HyperClean is, is, is there. We're represented uh, very well. And I got a business here that's vital to us testing products and doing content and making a different part of our business. But here's the reality. I made some promises to customers. The shop came together a little slower than it should have because of the supply chain. So I got to get some cars in and out of the shop as fast as possible. So this week we'll be here while Marty's on vacation again. We'll be, you know, working, doing the dirty work. Marty will be up on stage, hanging out, clinking glasses. And I'll be just, you know, down here doing, doing God's work. I mean, I, that's all I'm going to be doing. So you mentioned testing new products. Uh, we, we won't release those yet, but we are releasing a product this week. Um, yeah. It, and it is exciting. One that you tested, you put it through the ringer. Um, you constantly kept coming back. We were working with multiple people trying to get it, everything dialed in. We found a group, you know, we now got what you wanted and what you saw yeah. in the industry and you kept, you kept and you kept and you kept saying, this is what I want. This is what I wanted to do. This is what I want. Yep. Here it is. Yeah. I mean, look, we got a wheel and iron decon product two in one, uh, for those that ask, you know, we, we kind of say wheel and iron and they think it's two products. So that's on us. It's a two in one product. Um, to me, the drawback of this product, everybody believes is just the harsh smell, that smell of that iron removing, you know, chemical, that sulfur is a bad smell. We have severely tamped that down to now where you don't have that bad user experience, but there's also something with this that I really like. What I hate about iron decon products is they don't dwell. They're very runny, a lot of people. So one of the things we have with this is when you spray it out of a regular trigger, it's foam, it's really, really a bold sticking product on the surface. Where you spray it, it sticks. And it's not going to just slide off the surface. And that's important on wheels. I don't have to you know, tell everybody why. But here's the other thing. When it just flies off the paint, it doesn't have time to break down the iron. So one of the things I saw with iron removers are I would just see it dripping off the paint really quickly. And I'd go, well, I mean, it does take a minute for iron to start to break down. So let's use some common sense here. Uh, you had some conversation earlier, but you know, 
what we realize is people don't think through products as much as we do. And it's just like, well, they have that product. No, they don't. Let me repeat this. Yeah. Okay. Been, I was curious what you meant. You had conversations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we've been talking to people and comparing different brands, uh, yeah, been or, or, or just our product to someone else's like, Oh, well they have that. Okay. Well, are you the same as the detailer down the street? Well, no. Okay. Well then you can't say they have that. They don't have that. Their iron decon product smells horrific. Their iron decon product slips off the surface quickly. It doesn't foam up. It doesn't, you know, out of a regular trigger, it's not a great user experience. So one of the things we did with this product is test, 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 and get it to where all the things that are going to help you, the detailer, you, the enthusiast to have a great user experience, it's all in there. And so this is a part of our line. It's a, look, I get it, man. These are boring products. Nobody, it's like, oh, wheel cleaner, iron decon. Hey man. But if you got a process, this is an important part of it. And this is part of us growing up as a company. And again, Let's remind everybody, we had a very, very sufficient wheel cleaner that guys really liked. We didn't think it was good enough. It was thrown in the trash and we went into development and we got the wheel cleaner exactly where we needed it. And now you can decon the paint. You can do iron remover on the wheels all in one. It's a, it's a big winner. And, and the, the all in one, the two in one part, I think, you know, you mentioned the things that were key to you when, when we began to work with it and began to play with it and dial it in. That's what really intrigued me that I could use it on the wheels and then turn around is because I know I'm going to be needing to remove some stuff off the paint. I don't have to go get a second product. You know, it's one of the things I talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, about being efficient, the efficiency needing to be inside of a shop or a mobile setting to help speed up time and detailing. Absolutely. If you can slim down your products, you're not having to go get two products. You can use one product, clean your wheels and then spray down your paint. It, what else could you really want? It's a match made in heaven, no doubt. Yeah, it's it, and like I said, it's for us, it's a game changing product because again, we're streamlining. We're giving you guys a system that you can plug yourself into and basically run your business or run your personal garage if you got two or three cars to take care of. It just makes it easier and you don't have 50 bottles. Uh, this for your tires. Uh, this for iron remover, this, if you want to use it, I mean, that stuff gets to a point where you have 50 bottles of something. You're like, why do I have all of this? And it's just not efficient. And so if you look at where we're at now, we're going to have a full decon line and, and prep wash line uh, attached to it, where from beginning to end, you can essentially detail and coat your car pretty easily with our system. And again, we're developing it to make your life easier, not to just develop it to develop it you know, cause we could have had a wheel cleaner out this entire time, you know, uh, proofs in the pudding, man. We're taking a long time to take products out. We've had an interior detailer in testing forever. And I have all these guys asking me, can I have, no, you can't have it. It's not ready. You can't have it. We'll get it to you and release it when we release it. And I think that's the other thing people are seeing about our brand. It's a thoughtful, we're doing things in a way that helps everybody long-term and not just throwing products out for the sake of throwing products out. Yeah. Well, for everybody else that's going to be on vacation this week, you know, I'd, I'd love to grab a beer with you. So <laughs> anybody else that's coming to sunny Florida to, uh, to have a wonderful, nice uh, half week vacation, man, please stop by the booth. Let's have yeah. a beer, take a picture. It's real easy to spot the people that are busy and not busy, isn't it? <laughs>
Uh, oh, my shop is booming. Is it though? <laughs> well, uh, I hope everybody has a work- great time, man. Yeah, they got people working it. They can take off and come uh, come have a beer. And I'm excited about got having it. a beer with them. Yeah, Best time to have a beer. And this is what's cool is multiple people began able to put out posts and saying, hey, where's the parties? Where's the meet and greets? The best party, the best meet and greet that you will ever find will be the community pub. And it's the live version, right? As you walk out of mobile tech on Friday, come out, have a beer, have as many as you want. And you're going to get to network with others in the industry that are like-minded on growth. This is not a very secluded, this is not a sit down and listen to somebody lecture you from a, a platform, right? This is open. Let's have some discussions. Let's drink some beers. And the cool thing that happens is normally inside of that network, you begin to start finding people you'd like to work with. We've had PDR people start joining with mobile detailers. We've had temp people join with shops. We've had everything that you and I talk about, about networking with others in the industry, that are like-minded, they just might be in a different side of car care. Hey, networking and putting together with those, that's what Pints and Polishing Podcast, the community pub there, Friday walking out of mobile tech, that's what we're excited about continuing because each time we do it, growth always happens. Awesome, man. You guys, everybody enjoy it. And I hope uh, hope you guys like the booth and you know, good luck to everybody. Get them, get the most out of the week as you can. If you're down there, that's my, my, this is a show you can get a lot out of. And if you do it right, you'll get a lot out of the show and hopefully you'll get some of it from us. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, enjoy your right. week. I'll, uh, I'll be thinking of you uh, sitting under the palm trees. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, up. everybody's real busy. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, what Vinny vacation again, you know, I'm suffering now. I hope everybody enjoys it. Marty, uh, you guys, do a great job down there and let's, uh, let's have some fun. We'll do man. Have a great week. All right, brother. See ya.